Welcome to our show, Imaginative Innovations, with your hosts, Benjamin and Kellen. Hello, I'm your host, Kellen. And I'm your host, Benjamin. In our show, we will talk about new and upcoming technologies and how we think they're going to change our world. Today, we'll be talking about xenobots, or biological mini-robots that scientists are currently making. Yeah, that seems kind of out of like a science fiction movie or something. It's crazy to think (laughs) that we have the technology now. Yeah. Uh, These things actually... um, are living though they're not like machines that are like programmed i mean they are programs but they do uh they do like require nutrients and uh needs to survive and uh they have you know it's they're all they're all living they're not like like electrical machines that are just like only can do one thing yeah and it's like i guess the definition of living is hard here because they (laughs) are made out of cells skin cells but they're like they don't have some of the same functions as other living things so mm-hmm. like i don't know if i if we they're necessarily considered living but they're still really cool like kellen i have a question for you would you consider yourself a techie a techie i i i'd say i'm more techie than other people <laughs> <laughs> so you're techie ish yeah ish ish okay Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm not a techie like my brother is like he's into that sort of stuff but um I'm not necessarily super techie but maybe this show is our chance to become techie <laughs> okay <laughs> let's get started right. um so you anyways go each, uh yeah so we, we will each have a three minute to, uh three minute time to present uh the facts we prepared about xenobots and then after that, we'll have uh, around like a seven minute discussion, just, uh, you know, asking questions, talking to each other about what Xenobots are. And uh, yeah. All right. Do you want to go first or should I? I can go first. Okay. Right. So what are Xenobots? Xenobots are tiny little, quote, creatures, for the lack of a better word. And they are made out of frog skin and heart cells. They are created by a supercomputer that had algorithms that found the most efficient designs for the xenobots. They can heal themselves, perform basic tasks, and have a way to propel themselves and move. They are just wider than a human hair, and they took hours to make. Scientists spent hours building each of the xenobots by hand under a microscope, attaching this, um, painstakingly attaching the cells together to form the creature. This sparks the debate about whether these creatures are living or robots, which is a large ethical controversy surrounding the xenobots. But it's like, what are the rights if it's living versus a robot? Um, according to the New York Times, strictly speaking, these life forms have no sex organs or stomachs, brains, or nervous systems. End quote. They also only consist of about 2,000 cells from a frog embryo. This sparks the question about whether these creatures are really alive. In addition, these programmable programmable creatures can only live for a week, but come in many different shapes and sizes that will affect their ability to perform different tasks. Some can create piles of particles while others swim, while some other xenobots have leg-like appendages. Where do scientists see these xenobots leading to? Some scientists hope to study these xenobots to find out how life is formed and study artificial intelligence. These creatures are programmable, so they also could be used to complete tasks like carrying medicine into your body without an immune response, cleaning microplastics out of the ocean, etc. 
the possibilities are pretty much endless. Although there is an ethics discussion, it might be possible to create these creatures out of human cells and personalize them to help people with their health, health issues. Like, for example, I was reading about how they were making, thinking about making them out of human cells and putting them into your bloodstream to detect for cancer. Um, now, that would be really cool, but that might be a ways off. But it's kind of crazy to think that we have this ability now. Yeah, so um, they're made about two about. 2000 cells from a frog embryo mm -hmm. and you said they can take different shapes and sizes or not sizes but different shapes right yeah they've been so th when they did the computer algorithm they got multiple designs at the end after they like kind of evolved and tested out all the different designs that they could do the supercomputer mm -hmm. and they have like four different final designs and they've made like i guess the xenobots are like these little creatures for each of them so they they have like four different styles and they're trying to test their different uses. And those styles are built on their ability to propel themselves. And that's how they're deciding which is the most efficient. Mm -hmm. And you, that is perfect. I'm amazing. Uh, wow, that was, no, that, that was that was all on me. I, I asked the question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now it's my turn. Three minutes on the clock. So uh, some of my facts will be repeated, but what can xenobots do? So xenobots can be used to clean up radioactive waste, collect microplastics in the ocean, carry medicine inside human bodies, or even travel into arteries to scrape out plaque. Using their own cellular energy, they can survive up to 10 days without resources and even longer in a nutrient-filled environment. Uh, xenobots are programmed. Uh, to do a variety of tasks uh, by a supercomputer, as Ben mentioned. Um, and they're built together by tissue and cells. Uh, xenobots are very intelligent and they can work in groups and are small enough to travel inside human bodies. They also have self-healing capabilities. Traditional robots degrade over time and can produce harmful uh, ecological and health side effects, researchers, researchers, researchers said in the study. As biological machines, xenobots are more environmentally, uh, environmentally friendly and safer for human health. Uh, most of these facts that I'm getting are from CNN, uh, written by, I believe, uh, Jesse Young. Uh, this was posted around J January 14th, 2020. Um, xenobots can survive in aqueous environments without additional nutrients for days or weeks, also from CNN. Um, and xenobots could also help researchers to learn more about cell biology, opening the, opening the doors to future advancement in human health and longevity, also from CNN. Wow. So one thing I didn't know is that they can survive longer than 10 days in a nutrient-filled environment. Can you... Um, explain more like where do they get their energy from in the cell all right um well mo all cells need to have energy to survive obviously but um i i don't have as much information as i'd like to like give a full explanation but all i know is that um these things are very durable and without with like without any resources whatsoever they can survive like up to weeks long uh you know just and they're that that uh period of like period of life is still like long enough to you know perform a variety of tasks that they're programmed to do like diagnose someone help fix like 
diseases and all that. Um, another thing that I think is really cool about the xenobots is they can heal themselves. And that's very different from like the robots that we have now, where mm-hmm. it's like very hard for them to perform maintenance on themselves. But these xenobots can heal themselves and it's in their biology, which is kind of like using nature to the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's really cool how we're, how like scientists are doing that. Yeah. Um, they, I, I also read about an experiment where scientists, oh, my time is up. <laughs> well, tell uh, us about it. Tell us yeah, about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll continue. So I read about an experiment where scientists, uh, they sliced one xenobot mm-hmm. and then it stopped moving for like, I don't, I don't even think it was like 10 minutes. It was like really short. And then it completely patched itself up and just kept doing its task. It's a crazy how fast they like heal. Yeah, it's like, it's, these xenobots seem like, like once these are like further developed, like it, it almost seems like you can make a human immortal or something. Yeah, what, what what I think the main thing holding scientists back is probably like the ethics discussion, but also the yeah. the ability to create them in large numbers. Right now, it takes hours to build them, and they have to build them individually using microsurgery, um, and that takes a long time. It's very time consuming, <laughs> and to make these like more available and to make them easier to make, they they probably need to make them easier to make and cheaper to make because mm-hmm. like in the future, they're probably not always going to be able to use millions of frog embryo cells yeah. or like maybe they could, but it, it's just, they need to make it more efficient. Yeah. Um, I have put seven minutes on the clock, uh, but back to what you were saying, it does, it does seem very, uh, what's like, I don't know what the word is, but I'll just say like unethical to, you know, be using the, the embryos of so many of these frogs i believe they're from africa if, they're, if yeah. i'm not mistaken yeah africa um but it does seem very like harmful especially to um you know frog life uh to be you know just uh using using these frogs like it's almost like uh making them go extinct for the use of these bots um <clears throat> uh these these are very uh helpful though but it again, it's like a it's a really different discussion uh, to decide. You know, is it right to be to be creating these with like so many of these frogs embryos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess the Xenobox, um, the Xenobots spark many conversations, and the fact that they're mm-hmm. something new. Um, I believe it was like Tufts University and like the University of Vermont or something that created these. Um, xenobots they work together and the scientists are trying to get regulations put in place um, right now for xenobots or things that will come in the future like this mm-hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because we don't really have many regulations around this right now because yeah. they're just so new and different mm-hmm. uh, uh, back to what you were saying about the University of Vermont uh, I have a, a news release from them <clears throat> it reads Stem cells are unspecialized cells that have the ability to develop into different cell types. The researchers scraped living stem cells from frog embryos and left them to incubate. Then the cells were cut and reshaped into specific body forms designed by a supercomputer. Forms never seen in nature, according to a news release from the University of Vermont. So I don't think, I don't, I think we might've touched it, but um, xenobots are made from stem cells, which are as I read, unspecialized cells that, uh, you know, they can develop into different, uh, any, any type of cell, 
basically. So stem cells are very, you know, very useful. And uh, humans also produce stem cells. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. And uh, basically they just, um, they just develop into any cell that, that is needed in like a human body or whatever animal it's in. Yeah, I think they're like, um, uh, scientists take stem cells from humans too, like that human embryo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very controversial as well, but yeah. they're super useful in the science field. I think one big step is if scientists were able to create stem cells. Do you know if they're yeah. able to create stem cells? I, don't uh, I haven't, I don't think they are, but I think we are getting close to that because, you know, creating these like tiny, like less than a millimeter wide uh, xenobots that, you know, can perform like so many tasks. I think we're like definitely extremely close to creating those stem cells. If we, if scientists had the capability of, you know, creating xenobots just from 2000 cells and tissue. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy how, how far technology has come. Well, like just a quick through a quick Google search. Um, I don't think we can create stem cells yet. Mm. We can just yeah. take them from other things. So that would probably be another hurdle in making more xenobots. But mm-hmm. if we were able to make a large quantity of xenobots, like I think one of the things that we both said was they could create, they could take microplastics out of the mm-hmm. ocean and that would that would be a really big deal because that's hurting our ecosystem in many ways yeah it would uh really help uh see life with these you know bots you know uh <clears throat> you know taking out these microplastics that you know might make these you know endangered sea uh sea creatures you know uh get killed off even more but uh changing the topic another quote that i've seen is um <clears throat> is it's on the self-healing capabilities uh, the cells be- then began to work on their own. Skin cells bonded to, fer- to form structure, while pulsing heart muscle cells allowed the robot to move on its own. Xenobots even have self-healing capabilities. When the scientist sliced into one robot, it healed by itself and kept moving. Um, what was that from? Uh, it's from CNN also. <laughs> <laughs> I got mostly all my facts from CNN. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, just just like uh, on the topic of creating stem cells, if scientists actually just created these organisms from, like, you know, very limited uh, cell numbers, and they still have extreme, like, capabilities, like healing themselves, um, you know, killing out viruses or diseases and all that. Yeah, Um these these xenobots are really cool one one i think we should describe how they look though like um they kind of look like they're a heart beating almost that's how they move yeah Mm -hmm. but they're like a light color tissue and they move really slow especially under the like especially if you're looking at them under a microscope like they they're not moving super fast but they, they are moving and it's kind of like pulsing mm-hmm. and they're, they almost look like a brain. What do you think, Kellen? <laughs> I mean, uh, they also are uh, like less than one millimeter wide. So you can't really expect them to move like very Allen from the flash. Um, but they, it definitely is like 
pretty slow, mm-hmm. but they are again they are one one millimeter wide. Um, they also have uh, like you said, they come in many different shapes where they have like a I don't know how to explain like two legs I guess, but like their hind muscle some some of these Xenobots hind muscles are like really big. Yeah, like I think some of them have leg-like appendages, like I was saying. Is that our timer? That's our timer. What? what? And then some are kind of just like a big sphere mm-hmm. that kind of looks like a brain. And I think that's the most common one that I've seen so far. Like maybe it's the easiest to make or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. there are other types of shapes as well. Mm-hmm. well. I thought that was a good discussion. So. That was Imaginative Innovations brought to you by Benjamin V4. And Kellen Wu. Thank you for tuning in. This was our show today. See you next Tuesday at 3. See ya.